Get ready. You're tuned in to Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea, bringing you the hottest trending topics on social media. Stay connected. Instagram.com slash Lovely Tea 2002. Hey, you guys. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. Get ready. You're tuned in to Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea, bringing you the hottest trending topics on social media. Stay connected. Instagram.com slash Lovely Tea 2002. Hey, you guys. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. Hey, Tea Sippers. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered. And I have my boy Tiny back with me. <laughs> so we're here. We want to really go into depth and talk about the whole King Von situation because this has now become mainstream news. When you have Inside Edition and, you know, the local news talking about it, it's definitely a big damn deal. So I want you guys to go ahead and watch um, this Inside Edition clip about King Von and um, the person who was charged with his murder. Y'all go ahead and check this out and then we're going to go ahead and start with the podcast. A 22-year-old man named Timothy Leakes is reportedly facing felony murder charges in connection with the death of King Vaughn. Police say the rapper was shot after an argument broke out between two groups of men in the parking lot of a lounge in Atlanta, and the argument escalated into gunfire between the groups. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation says two off-duty Atlanta police officers were working a second security job nearby and responded to the shooting along with one APD officer who was on duty. One on-duty and one off-duty officer fired their weapons. In all, six men were shot during the altercation. The APD says they're aware of rumors speculating Vaughn was killed by police and say investigators believe Vaughn was killed before officers even arrived to that scene. Atlanta police and the GBI are still investigating. Vaughn, whose real name was Davon Bennett, was killed, along with one other man, 34-year-old Mark Blakely, who was also from Chicago. Vaughn grew up with rapper Lil Durk in Chicago and was signed to his label. Vaughn had just released his debut album, Welcome to O-Block, in October. King Vaughn was 26 years old. New at 530, there are so many questions on social media surrounding a shooting downtown that killed Chicago rapper King Von and another man. 11 Alive's Latasha Givens has the latest on the investigation tonight. It's been almost a week since rapper King Von was shot and killed in Atlanta. His death has been a trending topic ever since then. Right now, GBI and APD are both investigating different segments of this case, leading to the arrest of two more people. Police say 26-year-old rapper King Von, whose real name is Davon Bennett, was one of six people shot last Friday near Trinity Avenue. Investigators say King Von and 34-year-old Mark Blakely both died after a shootout between two groups of men. In, but police say the arrest of 22-year-old Timothy Leakes completes the investigation into King Vaughn's murder. But they have not said who was responsible for Blakely's death and for shooting the other victims. In a previous interview, APD says two officers responded to the altercation and both fired their weapons, but they didn't know yet if they shot or injured anyone. We know that they're fired and there's a high probability, but we want to again be sure. King Vaughn's manager, who goes by 100K Management, has done interviews with hip-hop music insiders like DJ Academics stating he was grazed by a bullet during the gun battle. But he says most of the bullets sprayed that night came from police. The shooter already came 
to the same side he was in and shot him and shot myself. And from there, Vaughn was already on the ground. There was, and the police started shooting every, everything else. APD requested GBI investigate the officer's use of force in this case, which is common when an officer fires a weapon. But several questions remain, like who are the other surviving victims who shot them and what led up to the original confrontation? There was one additional person that arrived at the hospital who was struck by a vehicle. And we reached out to King Bond's manager and some of his other associates to get their perspective on what happened that night. We'll let you know when we hear back. Right now, Timothy Leakes remains hospitalized, facing several charges, including felony murder. All right, T-Sippers. So you guys just heard both of those news stories. So like I said, the situation is definitely serious and it's sad. And so we want to come on here and give our opinion on everything. Um, so where were you at, Tiny, when you heard about King Von's death? I think I was just at the crib chilling. And I think my little brother hit me up. I was like, did you hear what happened? I was like, what? And then he got to tell me. I was first, I was like, nah, prior rumor, we always hear about something happening in Atlanta. Then I started seeing news reports coming out like, almost right away. I was like, wow, this is real. Right. And I know it was like so many rumors initially that came out, you know, there wasn't a whole bunch of backstory. And then the, uh, the manager did the interview the other day with DJ academics. I mean, when you called me, you told me to go watch the interview and I watched it. And I thought that the manager, you know, I had some issues with it, but for the most part, I felt like he kept it real. And, you know, he told his side of the story but the fact that he went on to DJ Academics platform is kind of, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of weird for me. Because this is the same guy who's good friends with 6ix9ine, who's been making fun of your homeboy and your, the person that you're managing in his death. I felt like he was kind of giving an out for um, Quando Rondo. Because in a way, he basically said that King Von jumped out the car, you know, and he went to go fight Quando. Somebody told him that Quando was here. And then today we saw the second angle. The second angle came out today. Or is that the third angle? I don't know. There's like two other angles that came out today that I watched. And in that angle, you see King Von going up to Quando and he punches him. And then the fight ensues and they're fighting. And then you see his homeboy, the little Tim or whatever his name is. He's kind of behind the car and he starts shooting. So a lot of people are saying that that can be considered self-defense because you came to attack his friend and he's defending his friend. Yeah, you had a, a swarm of people with you at the time, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I think if he gets a half-decent lawyer, he has a pretty good chance of beating this. You know, and it just goes back to this whole thing with the streets and, you know, keeping it real and the type of energy that people bring with them wherever they go. You know, King Von wasn't 18 or 19 years old. He was 26 years old. You know, and at 26, you're closer to 30 than you are to 20. But that mentality, until you're ready to change that type of mentality, is going to carry with you. And his whole thing was, when I see that person, I'm about to pop off on sight. But the unfortunate part is, a lot of times when we think about, you know, confronting somebody or doing something to somebody, we always look at ourselves as the victor. When I say I'm beat that person's ass. But we never think about, you know, what that person might do to us, right? And I think that was where King Von was sadly mistaken. He looked at it like, okay, I'm coming here to fight. 
And maybe Quando Rondo was like, okay, well, I'm, you know, I'm here for the shits. Let's go. But somebody else was looking at that situation totally differently. They were looking at it in a life or death scenario. And I think that's the part that people need to take away from all of this is that sometimes certain things, it's just not worth it. It's very eerily similar to what happened with Tupac, even down to the fact that he was 26. Tupac was, what, 25 when he died? Uh Uh-huh. He pretty much literally almost did the same thing. Spur of the moment, as soon as I see somebody, boom, I punch him. And remember, you know what, you're right, because remember, uh, Tupac didn't know what Orlando Anderson looked like. Remember, somebody had to tell Tupac, hey, that's Orlando. He's the dude who jacked us at the mall a week or two before. You know, and then Tupac got hyped up and, you know, they they fought and then he ended up getting killed. And, you know, of course, they said that his murder is unsolved, but people from the streets know that, you know what I'm saying, it had to do with, like, Orlando Anderson and all of those guys way back then. But, yeah, you know, people can get themselves into situations that they're just not prepared for because they're not seeing it all the way through. They're, they're just high on adrenaline and emotion. Emotion, that's a big word right there. A lot of this stuff could be avoided if people weren't in their feelings, being emotional. And no disrespect to them, he probably felt whatever he felt at the time. Look at the outcome. Look at the consequence. Look what it cost you. Right. And I think that's where a lot of people need to learn from this situation is that every fight is not worth it. And once you guys get to a certain level, it's like both of these young men, all of these young men, they all had things to live for. They were coming out of a situation that was very detrimental to being blessed to be able to, you know, I guess you could say, quote unquote, blessed because, you know, the industry can be a dark place. But they're they're getting they're making it to a point where so many young people want to be. They want to be the next hot thing. They want to be on the billboards. Little Tim and Quando Rondo were doing a lot of music. They were actually they had just got done shooting a music video, I believe, a few hours before that with NBA Youngboy, who's one of the hottest in the game right now. You know, and then King Von just dropped his album. Um, last month in October, you know, he's making money now. His music is getting more well known. So it's just like when you have things to lose, you have to move differently. What you feel with a lot of these young men and why they're doing the things that they're doing as far as like, you know, perpetuating the gang culture, gang violence, that whole tough guy persona. I just feel like a lot of these dudes are just lost in their they don't have any real-world examples of men standing on principle, so they're just doing what they see other people do. It's like, it doesn't even make sense at this point. It's like, you could have easily been squashed. You could have easily just left it alone, but people are just so worried about their image and how it's going to look. I was here. He was there. I said, I told everybody it was on site, so I cannot not do anything when I see him. But look at the cost. And then when, you, when you're running up on somebody, you don't know what their reaction is going to be. You don't know how they're going to be. From what I saw in the video, it just looked like you just ran up on him out of nowhere. He, didn't, he probably didn't even realize who it was attacking him at the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not trying to justify the dude that shoot, shoot, shot him. I don't think it's cool that shouldn't be shooting nobody at all. But if you're with your guy and your so-called shooter, because all these rappers have the, the weed man they got the shooter. Right. And the shooter looks up, and some guy just runs up and starts attacking you. He's going to shoot. Mm-hmm. It's just common sense. He's going to start shooting. 
And what a lot of people don't realize is that not only is the shooter's job, but a lot of these guys, they are the breadwinners of their clique. So they're going to try and protect the breadwinner by any cost. You know, like for him, that's his way in. That's his money. That's who's looking out for him is Quando. So for him, it's loyalty. Like you're attacking him. We don't know if all 30 guys are going to jump him and beat him to a pulp where he can't rap no more. He could, you know, get paralyzed. So it's probably a lot of things running through his mind as well. But when it's all said and done, we have a 26 year old man because he was also shot. If you see the second angle, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if he got shot by the police or from somebody else in, in the crew. I don't know. But he was also hit. But we have him. Once he survives this, he's going to be looking at time. We have King Von dead. Um, and then two other gentlemen that also died that night with King Von trying to protect, again, their homie, their investment. You know, so the whole situation is just so unfortunate and it could have been avoided. And it's sad because, again, I always speak about energy, you know, and people think that I'm just trying to be, you know, funny or, you know, I get too deep. But energy is real. And the things that you do in your life, you know, what I'm saying that's why I say like you nobody's perfect. Right. We've all made mistakes. We've all done dumb shit, myself included. But you got to realize that there's the certain things that you put in that you do in your life and certain energy that you put out there, they will come back to you. And a lot of times it ends up hitting people when they're actually trying to change and do better in life. That's why it's just better to be on the right track from day one. Yeah, I think it's it's one thing if you're just out here living wrong and something happens, it's kind of like, okay, that's how this was supposed to play out. It was inevitable. Mm-hmm. But it's double sad when you see somebody that was doing wrong and then they turn the curb, they turn the corner and they start doing right and then all that bad shit they do comes back and haunts them. Yeah. I have several close personal friends that died just like that. Mm-hmm. They're making their change. We got to remember that. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we change, but our enemies don't. Mm. So depending on how you did them, those feelings are still with them. That's still, they're still going to remember that. Unfortunately, people get caught up. Right. I mean, to keep it real, some people would argue that that's what happened with Biggie. Like, you know what I'm saying? He figured Pop was gone. The beef is over. All that died with Pop. I'm trying to move on with my life. It's life after death. I want to be happy. I want to, you know what I'm saying? I want to show love to the West Coast. But those cats on the West Coast were still, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we said, our enemies don't forget how many times are we going to have to see this in hip-hop play out. like Right. And not only in hip-hop, in the real world. You know, like you said, you've yeah. had homies, we, we've had people that we personally know who were just off the freaking chain as we were growing up. You know, like I've always said, when you grow up in the hood, you know the, you know the victims and you know the perpetrators. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. You know, so when the perpetrators eventually get out from doing their bid and now they're trying to, you know, do, you know, go legit, people don't forget. The family members don't forget, you know, so that's why it's just better to just, you know, stay out that life because that energy carries with you, you know, and and King Von talked about like, okay, just to bring it back to Tupac, like we already did the constant talking of death and invoking death. And bragging about being a shooter. And I mean, in every single song. Okay. And so we've gotten to the point where we're normalizing in hip hop death. You know, this is not, it's not a lifestyle anymore. It's a death style. Exactly. Like you said, you had DJ at a party 
around Halloween, and I remember you telling me, he was like, you were playing King Von, and it was crazy how, like, all the kids, girls included, knew word for word. The girls knew more of the words than the boys. Mm-hmm. Like, and then the next night, we went to a grown-up strip club, and we're in there, and all the girls in there knew the song word for word. Right. Uh, you, see, you see the same thing, like, even, like, with Meek Mills with the Dreams and Nightmares intro. I see more girls turning up to that than dudes. They know all these words and every other word is all I know is murder. All, you know, everything is like murder, 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 kill, kill, kill. Mm-hmm. Like, then we wonder why all this bad shit keeps happening. Like, why somebody gets shot at the club every weekend? Why people can't go anywhere? Why we can't kick it? Because this is this is what we're riding around with. This is what we're listening to when you're getting dressed, when you're going. Which you're, which you're picking up your kids from daycare. This is what this is part of your lifestyle. When you're pumping your gas. This is what you're hearing all the time. Mm-hmm. So people get some liquor in them. You know what I'm saying? They're high or whatever. Yeah, if something happens, you're on go mode. It's automatic on site. Like they say, like if you listen to his manager, he said they were chilling in the car. Somebody walked up and said, hey, dude's over there. And he immediately jumped up and just ran to him to fight Right. That's that mentality of oh, it's on our site. I'm, you know, I gotta live up by my rep. I gotta, I gotta do something right now on the spot. Right. And when it's all said and done, it's not even worth it because you're yeah. trying to keep up a rep. And right now, it's been almost a week. Life goes on. Life goes yeah. on. And what is your legacy that you're leaving behind? And a lot of this stuff, like I always say, it goes back to social media. A lot of it is social media fanning the flames, um, people instigating stuff. There was a an article from a blog post the other night. Somebody sent it to me. And, you know, I had to kind of let the person know that this blog is a lie. They were saying that little Dirk bought all the seats to Quando Rondo's concert. Right. So that's why Quando... Um, you know, chose not to go to the concert to go perform. Well, me and Lil Dirk share the same publicist. And so I knew right away that was a lie because I've been talking to my publicist, you know, off and on all day. And Lil Dirk is definitely going through it. So I knew that was a lie. But why would a responsible news outlet post something like that? And people ran with it. And then, of course, Adam 22 came like maybe five hours later and was like, oh, that was fake news. That's not what happened. You know, uh, the police were the one who canceled the concert. But it's like a lot of these social media platforms, they are so messy. They, Yeah, they, they keep things going. They want clicks. They want views. But what they're not realizing is these lies, the energy that y'all are putting out there, you guys are affecting real people. You know what they say, a lie goes around the world twice before the truth gets its shoes on. Exactly. So, you know, it's clickbait. It's it, it's 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 tea. It's something juicy for them to get people to, even if it's bullshit, we're going to do what we got to do. But those lies perpetuate thieves and get people into situations that they never would have otherwise been in. Right. And what's sad about that entire situation is the fact that, um, even as I was reading the comments, you said you had people in there super hyped and was like, yeah, Dirk's about that life. When he see him, he about to kill him and this. And I'm like, how do y'all get joy in that? Like, how how is that? You know, you're commenting this saying what little Dirk is going to do and you're so happy. But then in the same breath, y'all are crying about King Von. 
So you don't think these other people have family members? You don't think they have people who care about them as well? So a lot of these social media people, the, the, the commentators, they're just as guilty for fanning the flames. Yeah, you know, this is a spectator sport. So everybody wants to, you know what I'm saying, fan the flames and give their little two cents from the outside. And as soon as something tragic happens, everybody wants to preach about how we need to clean, clean their shit up and chill the fuck out. Right. It's super hypocritical. I was thinking about it like this. Going back to Big N2, Pop, not bring him back into this, but it's relevant. It makes sense. When Hit Him Up came out, and Tupac was talking about how he fucked Figgy's wife and all this crazy shit. Remember how that spread through the streets like wildfire? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's on wax, so it's out there forever. Well, I feel like all this social media is like that on steroids. Mm. That shit's going to travel so fast and so far. And, I mean, like you said, you ever think we was hearing about King Von getting killed on Entertainment Tonight and Extra and all these other, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But now, it's the world we live in now, where hip-hop is the most dominant thing and bad news travels fast as hell, yeah, we're going to hear about it. Then you're going to have these celebrities chiming in and giving their two cents. Mm-hmm. Right. And, Yo, we're not going to hear when they do turkey drives and give back to Chicago and give back to their neighborhoods. But like I said, there's money in black death. Mm-hmm. Even more so now that the white mainstream media are reporting on King Von. When has the white mainstream media ever cared about gangster rap, drill rappers dying? But again, it's about money and that money's running low all over the world globally. So if we got to talk about King Von because it's getting hits right now, let's go ahead and do a story about him. Not that we give a shit about him, but we're going to run this story. It's all probable. We can go even deeper than that if you want to go back to, like, what happened with Pop Smoke. And it, it wasn't mm. a coincidence that they caught the killers the, the week his album dropped. Mm. Like, right. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of synergy and funny shit that goes on behind the scenes. So it's all ties together, and you have to look at that. And we always got to, you know, and then you gotta follow the money. Like, look who benefits from this, from all this black death. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Think about it. Even let's let's take it to Tay K, who's more who's more recent. And I remember when all his little fans were were cussing me out, his brother was going off on me, they were sending me threats and all types of stupid shit. Because I'm like, you know, y'all are sitting here talking about free Tay K, y'all are selling Tay K merch and everything else. But this young boy got himself, you know, in embedded in a murder. Him and about six or seven other people. So, no, don't free Tay-K. They did something wrong. But what was so crazy is nobody really, I mean, unless you were, like, from Texas, he wasn't a viral person at the time. He wasn't well-known. When the record label seen that, you know, this was real street hip-hop shit, he's, he allegedly killed somebody, let's go ahead and push his music as much as we can. They're the ones who got his song viral. Because, you know, they can play with them numbers on YouTube. They started selling all the Tay-K merch and everything else. Who do you think gets that money? That money's not going to Tay-K and his family. That's going to the record label. They capitalized on what that young boy was accused of doing before he ever even went to court. On July 18, 2017, Tay-K, or whoever the hell is managing his social media while he's behind bars, announced that free Tay-K merch is available for purchase. The tweet links to a site where shirts are on sale ranging from 25 to 45 bucks. But this isn't the only place to buy free Tay-K products. When he was on the run, they were selling merch. And what's crazy about this situation, if you guys don't know, is that the victims of Tay-K's crime 
once he received the 55-year prison sentence, they are now suing not only Tay-K, but the record label for using his music to profit off of the murder charge of their loved one. So it's really sick how these record labels are embedded. They like to throw rocks and then hide their hands, but his record label was just as guilty, hence why they're not being sued because of the profit they made off of TK's murder charge. You say that for every rapper that's died in the last 25 years. Somebody gets paid. Magazines get paid. When magazines faded out, websites popped up, and they get paid. The record company damn sure gets paid. I can imagine King Von's numbers are going to stream through the roof. Sure, take K shit was streaming like crazy when he got arrested. Mm-hmm. Bobby Schmurter, all these people, they had big records and all, with all this bullshit going on around. But eventually, if you're dead, you're dead and gone. So there's not going to be another cycle when you come back around. If you're in jail, you know, this rap game moves at a mile a minute. So a couple of years goes past, we forget about you. Mm-hmm. But you're still sitting in there doing time. Look at Sean. Sean was like one of the hottest rappers, you know what I'm saying, at the time when that shit happened with him in the club. When he shot up the club, that nigga got 10 years. Yep. The time he got out, wasn't nobody checking for no Sean. Right. They had a distant memory. Sean still sat in there for a whole decade. Right. He got out and got deported. Like, your career is over. It's done. And that's, and he's, a, he's lucky. He could have just been dead. You know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. And you're you're dead. You're not coming back. But they would have made even more money off of you in your in your infamy. Right. No, I definitely agree. So let's go ahead and segue into the whole drama that went down with Fifty Cent, Ti, and Six Hundred Breezy. So I had posted this on Instagram the other night. This was just crazy. So if you guys don't know, Ti, you know he loves to you know involve himself in stuff that has nothing to do with him. He decided to basically criticize. This whole situation. Well, people took it as a criticism. So T.I. writes this. He says, Atlanta is a beautiful, progressive city filled with black excellence. We uplift each other and we win together. Stop coming here to kill each other. That shit is played out. Management. Then he writes, handle your beefs in your own city. Thanks in advance, King. So after that, of course, social media went crazy. Folks started dragging T.I., 600 Breezy even posted an old diss song that Gucci Man uh, rapped about T.I. Um, so he had posted that as kind of like a threat. So then what happened is that basically King Von's sister, she took to social media and she started going in on T.I. So this is what King Von's sister had to say. She says, wasn't you just out the other night with bitches at Cooper Cove? I stay seeing you cheating. Mind your business at Trouble Man. And then she ends up tagging 50 Cent. She says, and these are facts, 100. But the energy he's always putting in people's business needs to be the same energy that he needs to make right with his daughter. Now, where my brother 50 Cent at? Get on his ass. Get him. Yep. So then after that, 50 Cent came, and this is what he said. 50 Cent says, hey, at Trouble Man, you got to chill. You bugging for saying anything. They got casualties. This is real shit. I don't know what you was thinking, but rethink it now. They are hurting. They love that boy. He was a way out. I bet you don't even realize they will kill you for what you just said. What hood you from again? Come on now. Quiet time. So then after that, T.I., honey, if, if backtracking and pussy popping was a person, 
He put on his Michael Jackson dance shoes and he moonwalked back that that comment. So T.I. goes, I don't speak ill of my allies. My last post had nothing to do with King Von. Y'all are grossly mistaken. I have no motive or intentions to do harm or malice to cats I'm cool with. My family's heart go out to them, and I've expressed this to the people in his life that matter most in this situation. That's all I'm concerned with. Then he says, but I know IG ain't the place for understanding, and miserable people love to keep stuff up, love to keep shit up. Be easy. He needs to uh, put that shoulder lean in reverse and go pick up his get the fuck out of here award. <laughs> My thing is, who else could you be talking about? Yeah, well, he should have just stood on it. Like, you know what? I said it. I said what I said. Right. You sound crazy as hell now. Like, right. He should have stood on it and said, you know what? That's how I feel. Y'all don't like it. Whatever. That's my truth. You feel me? Yeah. But for him to try, I wasn't talking about them. Social media is but who else was you talking about? Who else came to your city? Right. These are Chicago. These were all Chicago cats who came to Atlanta, who moved to Atlanta and got into a shootout. So who else are you referring to? Maybe he thought that uh, when he said that shit, that a bunch of other Atlanta rappers were going to come to his aid mm-hmm. and say the same thing, like echo the same sentiment. Mm-hmm. But he ended up looking like, do you remember when Little Mama ran on stage with Alicia Keys and Jay-Z? Uh-huh. She said she did it because she thought that everybody from New York was going to come out there. Yeah, right. And everybody just, just looked at her like, what is you doing? She just ended up looking silly as hell. That's how he ended up looking. Like, like no, man, you should have kind of set that one out. Right. So T.I. always has to be the spokesperson for, 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 for black people, especially in Atlanta. So he probably couldn't help himself. So well, you know, he's the king of Wakanda, honey. You know, Miss Miss Keisha Lance Bottoms, you know, crowned him, you know, honorary mayor. Seems like cause he always has something to say. Now, I'll say this. OK, T.I. said something very similar to what I said in my live stream about King Von, about people, you know, moving from Atlanta, excuse me, moving from Chicago to Atlanta and they're still bringing their Chicago beast with them or even them moving out of Chicago and moving to L.A. and they're still bringing their beast with them. So I said the same thing. The difference is right message, wrong damn messenger. Okay, so let's bring it back since T.I. wants to talk about people making cities hot. Let's bring it back to when his homeboy Falant died a few years back. This was one of his best friends. Falant died, let's keep it real, um, over ego. Over ego. Because remember, the boy that ended up shooting up the tour bus, he was trying to get into VIP. And they went off on him, disrespected him, basically clomped him in front of everybody, and busted him in the head with a bottle. Okay? So, he was so embarrassed because, again, that is his city. You don't know what type of reputation he had in the city. You don't know who that is. So, being a young black man, having that ego himself... He just got fronted off in a club in front of everybody. He decides to get into his car with his brother. They follow the tour van and he hangs out the passenger side window and lights that tour, the tour van up. A few people got shot, but poor Falant got shot in the head. But he died right there on that bus. Remember when he got caught with all the guns? Mm-hmm. You could stop. You could stop right there if you really wanted to, but I- I, from my own personal experience of seeing T.I. in Atlanta saying, I need all these niggas to move from the stage, all these groupy-ass niggas, these people that got booths, VIP booths and paid two, three thousand dollars to 
be closer to the stage and you talking down on people and talking crazy. It's funny how soon people forget. Like T.I., he was like a super high head. He had a reputation around the whole industry, around the whole country for being this hot headed, you know what I'm saying, arrogant dude that would pop off at the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. Remember, uh, Charlemagne said, there's two people in the rap game I'm scared of, Gucci Man and T.I. He's like T.I. level of crazy. So for him to now try to be holier than thou, I mean, he kind of leads to what Waka said about it's messed up when people that come from a certain experience try to talk down on other people that are going through that experience. Right. Right. You know how this shit goes. You should have kept your opinion to yourself. Right. That's why I said, you know, I'm not, I have no, I have no issues with the message per se, because there is black excellence in Atlanta. You know, nobody wants a bunch of crime coming to their city. I know how the twin cities looked like growing up before people from Chicago came here. They bought a lot of that gang violence to the Twin Cities, you know, and what in what was that? 1996, we were we were Murderapolis because we had more murders in Minneapolis than in New York City. What kind of shit is that? That's how much gang violence we had to deal with growing up. So I understand where he's coming from, but he's the wrong messenger. Because he forgets he was out there wilding out in the street as well. He forgets that that his music was also a tool used to perpetuate the bullshit. Yeah, it was probably the soundtrack to some of this bullshit. Yeah. Him, Gucci, uh, we can bring it back to Snoop Dogg. You know, a lot of these people, that music is what ushered in, what is what paved the way for what we have now, which is drill rap. Where every single track is about them murdering somebody. You know, and and that to me, that type of music, like I understand people going to listen to what they want to listen to. And that's fine. But I also feel like it should be a balance, you know, and if all you're listening to is music that just is about murder, murder, kill, kill. That's eventually going to mess with your psyche. There was a woman and I hope if you listen to this podcast, you contact me because I would love to bring you on and interview you. But she left a comment in the comment section of my King Von video. And she was basically talking about how um, it's definitely something in the music. And her 17-year-old son took another dude's life. And now he's going to court for this. And she's just so shocked because she didn't raise him like that. You know, and her son is now a killer. And, and you know, it's happening more and more. And I felt so horrible as a mother reading that. Because it's like... You don't really want to control what your kids listen to, especially once they get to a certain age. And you figure the way we grew up, we listen to whatever. We listen to Snoop and N.W.A. and Dr. Dre. And, you know, we listen to a lot of stuff that looking back we shouldn't have been listening to. But I think I turned out pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> you know, so it's like you don't really want to control what people listen to. But I think that we should have an honest dialogue with our children. Yeah. And let them know that, okay, fine, you want to listen to Drill, you're a fan of King Von, you're a fan of Dirk, you're a fan of Chief Keef, that's cool. But realize that that is entertainment and there are real consequences if you follow through with what they're saying in that music. Case in point, in our era, we listened to Snoop and all that 187 shit, mm-hmm. but we also got to watch Snoop cry like a baby when he got acquitted from Earth. Mm. And we got to see how scared he was when he were reading that verdict. Mm-hmm. These kids don't have that. They have Takashi, who goes to jail and gets out because of the goddamn coronavirus after snitching on all his friends. Right. Right. Putting a hit out on somebody. Like, it should, it's not, I just feel like the reality check isn't there. The balance. Well, that's like, so let's talk reality. 
I don't know if you saw it, but I saw it. I was sent it. The autopsy picture, of King Von. Mm, did you I see that? I didn't want to see it. I, I didn't want to see it. I, I, I was like, well, how would they publish this? Why, who would make this public? A lot of people were upset and disturbed, and I get it. But again, that's reality. Mm. That is what happens in death. Mm. They cut you open in a V-style formation, take out your organs, weigh them, mm. see if you're going to... If you're on the donor list or not, and bomb them, put them back in you and stitch you back up. As gruesome as that picture was, that is reality. When you are gone, that is all that's left of you is just a shell, your body. And I think that hit a lot of people in the face and it messed a lot of people up seeing that. And I don't agree with them leaking it. I think it's disgusting. I don't know why anybody would. Well, no, I know why. I think it's disgusting that it leaked. But being that most people have seen it, that is the reality of the matter. Now, you ask, who would leak that? Think about it. This is one of the biggest drill rappers as of late. All he talked about was murdering and killing. Then he also was disrespecting Tuca, who died back in like nine years ago, right? The 15-year-old that they killed in Chicago at the bus stop. So I felt like that was leaked on purpose by design to cause more chaos and to get these young boys angry to kill each other, to continue the cycle. He disrespected one of yours. We're going to disrespect him. Then y'all go after each other because even on the Internet now, people are saying, oh, it was the ops who leaked it. How did the ops get into the autopsy room, into the mortuary? This is serious because what people don't realize is is that when they find out whoever took that picture, they're going to be in big trouble and they'll probably be charged and prosecuted because it's a complete breach of practice and protocol. Isn't that like a violation of like... It's a violation of everything. So this was by design. I don't believe for once that some little dreadlocked gangbanger walked into the mortuary, the autopsy room, and took that picture. If you think that was one of his ops who crept in there and took a picture of King Von, there's security measures. That's not how it works. Nobody can just go down to the mortuary in a hospital. There's all types of security measures that, you know, before you can even go down and go see the body. I believe it was somebody with an agenda who leaked that picture out. So that way it can it can keep the cycle of violence going, keep these young boys angry. Because right now you have Chicago getting ready to wild out, people in Atlanta and then New Orleans. And Baton Rouge, because don't forget, they're also beefing with NBA Youngboy and his clique. So quick to pull out a gun. It's just, the whole situation is just really sad, you know. These and then, be, huh? These should be the last rappers pulling out guns and hurting each other either. Did you hear his manager say that he owned all his publishing and all his masters? Right. Uh, At least he was smart when it came to that. All his time and energy should be going towards owning his shit. He's like, isn't he like the hottest rapper on YouTube or the most popular? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so... You got better shit to do to be beefing with anybody or getting into it over girls or all, the, all this other shit is, shit is unnecessary. It's right. Petty. And he has yes. several children on the way and he has several kids already here. You know, that should be his main priority. Right. And, and, and unfortunately, this shit isn't going to stop. Like, I was about to say, this isn't even going to be the last murder we're talking about, but we already know it's not the last murder because we just had a murder happen today. Yeah, two hours ago, Mo 3. It's like, this is just, it's like, when does it end? Like, we all know how this movie ends. We see everybody, like the rap game's turning into the drug game. We 
die or you go to jail. Mm. Like, you would think you would want something different for yourself, but I don't know. Those, those, we talk about like people in relationships or people that have creep and having soul ties. A lot of these dudes be having soul ties to the street. So mm. no matter how much success they get, they can't leave the streets alone, no matter what. And it's usually their demise. It's their downfall. Right. Well, that's a really good analogy, having soul ties to the streets. Because like I've, I've like I've been saying for a while that Chicago, I believe certain cities, Chicago, New Orleans, uh, Miami, certain cities have spiritual vortexes, you know, where the veil is very thin between the spiritual world and our physical world. And I remember you had when I talked to you earlier, you had described perfectly um, a perfect analogy was the Ghostbusters movie, Ghostbusters 2, how. All that slime was under the city of New York and that slime was possessing people to, you know, have horrible attitudes and fight each other and go crazy. And that's kind of like the same thing I feel like goes on in these certain cities. Especially like New Orleans, Baton Rouge, you got to think back in the days, what were these places like synonymous with slavery, Mm -hmm. tortured souls? So they built a city on, literally built a city on top of a grave. This is all that bad energy, all those spirits, all that. And you see how people are, these are some of the most treacherous places in America. It's just like all this death, all this grief, all this that nobody ever gets past or gets over. I also see a correlation between, like, I remember one time you were talking about the water. Mm -hmm. Look at these cities, Chicago. On the water, Baltimore. On the water, Miami. On the water, on the water, L.A. On the water. So we talk about uh, the spirits in the water and all this energy, and then look at these cities. Look how violent they are. Right. That's a very, very interesting um, point that you brought up. And a lot of times, water is a conduit. You know, water is a conduit. Liquor. Like I talked about today, you know, another name for liquor is spirits. You know, those are all conduits for, you know, for energies to enter you. Now, so the whole situation is crazy. I mean, we can definitely go deep with it. But that's very interesting that you pointed out that water analogy, that a lot of those cities are surrounded by water. Girlfriends speaking on it. People that you broke up with a long time ago, they have all this to say, like, oh, that's crazy. You're talking about Asian doll. Yeah. Yeah. Like the manager was going in. He was like, you know, he clarified it and cleared it up. Because like you were saying, a lie is going to travel twice as fast as the truth. So she's like, all oh, his last words were blah, blah, blah. And the manager was like, you weren't even there. How did you know his last words? Right. And she's like, oh, I was, I talked to his spirit, all this and that. And the I'm thing with gonna- that, when she's talking about talking to his spirits and all that, I feel like she, she's really doing a bit much because yeah. the man just died. You don't know what spirit is coming to you through right. whatever psychic medium that she's talking to. That could be a demon that you're talking to. Yeah. And then just the fact, it's so misleading. It's yeah. So like, because think how many people were upset and probably turned on his friends. Because mm-hmm. they thought that was the truth. Like, he really said that to his friends. Oh, y'all let me die or whatever. Right. So probably, it's, just, it's just so much residual stuff that goes on besides the actual death like the fallout afterwards 
Yeah, between the family and friends. It's just tragic. It is. So on that note, we've been on here for exactly an hour. I want to thank you so much for once again joining me for this episode of Tea Time Unfiltered. Do you have any last words or advice for the audience, Tiny? No, I just want to say uh, my condolences to everybody that's affected by this, and uh, we just got to do better. Not just as a hip-hop community, but as a black community, period. We got to do better. Exactly. And on that note, we are out. Thank you guys once again for joining us, and we'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Deuces. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.